to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Wonderful. Now, hey, now we've been talking about catching it. Today is very simple. I'm just going to give you seven reasons why we want you to catch it. Now, if by now you don't know what you're catching, then you never attended the other services. So basically, we, we explained last week that the word is spiritual. So a person must catch the spirit behind the word. Okay behind the word and as i speak god's word today i want you to think of the word first in the context of the full counsel of god what god has said over you what god has said in the scriptures think about it even in terms of the prophetic word over what he has said over your life think about it even in the context of this vision that god has given us as city of the lord church there is something that happens when you catch it praise god You'll see later on, uh, as we go on, that it's not about head knowledge, it's deeper than that. So let's start. First thing, when you catch it, it's profitable to you. When you catch the word of God, it's profitable to you. Okay, it's profitable to you. Hebrews chapter number four and verse two. Hebrews chapter four seems to be a very good chapter on the word of God. eh? I want you to follow these words. Indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word of God which they heard did not profit them. not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Let's have it from the Amplified. Don't you find that interesting? That for them, the word that they heard didn't profit them. Okay, let's look at the Amplified. It says, For indeed... We have had the glad tidings, the gospel of God, proclaimed to us just as truly as the Israelites of old did when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them. 
because it was not mixed with faith, with the leaning on, of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, and his goodness by those who heard it. Neither were they united in faith with the ones who heard. They were not united in faith, and he talks about Joshua and Caleb and the like. It's very simple. If you don't position your heart to receive the word of God, it's not going to profit you. So if you want the word of God to profit you, it must be mixed with something on the inside. It must be mixed with faith. It's very, it, it, that's why we want you to catch it. So even this vision that we're in, even this ministry and everything, it won't profit you if you don't catch what all this is about. I'll give you an example. If you don't understand why it's important to be at church, or why it's important, let's say, to have a pastor, why it's important to serve. Those are things that will be unnecessary to you. And then you hear another person testifying and saying, hey, ever since I started serving, there's a fulfillment in me. Why? It means there's something they've caught. That will, that, that will make you think twice before looking down on another person's testimony. Somebody say glory to God. Now, secondly, when you grab a hold of this word, it makes your way prosperous. It makes your way prosperous. Let's look at Joshua 1 verse 8. There are some I'll focus a bit more on. But I hope you're following me. Number one, if you don't catch, why we want you to catch it is so that it can benefit you. So, on Sundays, we've been talking about divine health, right? What happens when you grab a hold of that word? It benefits you. How will it benefit you? It becomes life to your body and health to you. The Bible says it is life to those who find it and health to, those, to all their bodies. Joshua 1 verse 8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I quote this scripture almost every two, three weeks, right? Reason being, this scripture shows a certain level of deliberateness that every believer must have. It shows a certain level of deliberateness that every believer must have. A certain level of deliberateness. Number one, it's you to have the word of God on your mouth and then it should be day and night. And then number two, you're being told to be careful to observe what's in it. It's you to be very careful about observing it. Imagine doing a word check on your life all the time. You know how when you type a document, you do a grammar check to see if your grammar was okay. Imagine doing a word check on your decisions, a word check on your plans, and you're being careful to observe what's in it. And then when you observe it, you will make your way prosperous. It's you who will make your way prosperous and have good success. And that was a man with the promise of God. And yet he was given the secret to it, and the secret was... 
he had to have the word of God on his tongue. And then he had to be careful to observe it. And then he was going to make his way a success. Somebody say glory to God. Number three. It converts you. It positions you to be converted and to receive from God. Let me show you what I mean. When Jesus was describing certain people who have not caught it, there's something he said about them which, which should never be the testimony of your life. Look at Matthew chapter 13. And perhaps let's start from verse 14. Matthew 13, verse 14. Maybe let's go to when the disciples asked, saying, why do you speak in parables? Should be perhaps two verses earlier. So Matthew chapter number 13. How many of you have been enjoying the capacity building? Okay, how many of you are strangers in Jerusalem? Yesterday we had uh, two meetings. We had one with the ladies who are 22, 23 and below, but a few people snuck in. And then we had one with those who are, I think, 23 and above. And a few people snuck in as well. But oh my goodness. And then tomorrow we have one, we've got two for the men. We've got the ones who are 23 and below. And then we've got the one for those who are 23 and above. Some, some, did I just put 23 as a governor? So it's some, we are in some very interesting times as COL, I tell you. Okay. Now, Matthew 13, verse 10. The disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Remember the parable I told you, the parable of the sower, and the, the word is the seed, right? Let's continue. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not been given. Next verse. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Hold on there. So when God is counting your possessions, what's the first possession he counts? It's the word. How much do you have? Notice it starts from the realm of knowledge, and he calls it a possession. You know that in the kingdom, when you know it, you have it. How do I know? Because the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have. It doesn't say that shall not perish but remain believing for it one day. No, it says shall not perish but have everlasting life. No wonder John could confidently say, we know that we have passed from death to life. Why? Because when you know it, it positions you to have it. And biblically, that's counted as, that, that, that's huge. Why do you think Paul can say, let the word of God dwell in you richly? It's, it's huge, it's huge. Ladies and gentlemen, if we could weigh up your word content in a bank account, how much do you have? <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. You know how they calculate the wealth of someone is not, they, they don't check their bank account, right? That's just part of it. That's a small part of it. They count their assets and such stuff. 
What's your worth? How much of this have you grabbed a hold of? Listen, as powerful as that scripture is, are you going to spend the rest of your whole life only knowing John 3.16? Surely you can't even move to verse 17, which says, for God did not send his son to condemn the world. Are you going to spend your whole life only knowing Psalms 23, for that matter, just one of the verses, because you heard it in a song. Come on, let your word content increase. Hey. So it says, for to him who has, more will be given. Hey, you want to know the secret of getting revelation from God? Have it in the first place. So, <laughs> you want to have more of the word? Have it, because the rule is that the one who has, more is given. Praise God. You'd, you'd be amazed. The same person is the one who keeps getting blessed by the messages. Like, the messages are just building them. They're just lifting their lives. You know, we've got some people who, due to the duties that they perform, are both in first service and second service. And they still out-scream and out-shout some of the people who just came in and heard it for the first time. Because to him who has. <laughs> so the next time you're, you're reading your Bible, open it up and say, hey, God, I know I'm reading this book which I already read. But you said that to him who has, more will be given. <laughs> hey, okay. Now, we have not even yet gone to the point. Next verse. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. In case you wanted to know this kind of people, just go ahead and check social media. There are a whole lot of them. Have you ever read some of the commentaries on pastors and church things? Have you ever just beheld some of the blatant ignorance that people can display sometimes? And every year they just seem to be getting more ignorant than they were the previous year. No, you've never noticed. Well, you can tell this person has never read that verse, grabbed it completely out of context, and uses it. And, and it's so sad. Jesus once said, be careful that the light in you is not darkness. As in, imagine someone thinks they are so enlightened and yet it's darkness. And they'll end the argument. That's why I don't even go to church because salvation is personal. Never seen that scripture anywhere. It says this was, it says 3,000 was added to their number. There was no one who it was ever just personal for. No, I've never seen it in the scriptures. Hey. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Not there. Like, I'm, someone asked someone saying, why do you honor your pastor? What? Have they ever read the scripture? Let those who preach the word, let the, the, let the elders who are among you be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word. Anyways. So, I speak to them in parables because hearing they will not hear, right? Verse 14. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Ladies and gentlemen, decide which side of prophecy you're fulfilling. Eh? <laughs> Do you know that you can, you can decide to either fulfill in the last days or before false prophets? <laughs> you can decide to fulfill in the last days wickedness will increase. Because it says the hearts of many will grow cold. That's, you know what, that's one of the prophecies of the last days. Eh? 
Or you can decide to fulfill and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all nations. Choose one. <laughs> now, it says, in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and shall not perceive. Next verse. For the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have closed. Least they should see. Now, watch what happens when you have revelation. It says, least they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Least they should understand with their hearts and turn. If you read it from the KJV, it will say, and be converted so that I should heal them. I think the KJV says that, right? It says, least they should understand with their hearts and should be converted and I should heal them. Conversion comes from a place of understanding. Haven't you ever thought about it? There are so many powerful sermons someone may have heard for such a long time. And then the day they decided to just give the word of God an opening. Suddenly that's the day they said, oh Lord Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. All of a sudden, they now had enmity with, that, with the lifestyle that they were comfortable with before. Suddenly, if they tried that lifestyle again, it got them guilty. Why? There's a conversion. But it's interesting that it goes beyond conversion. He also heals them. Notice, he has no choice but to heal them if they decide to receive the word. So the word of God leads to conversion. The word of God can make you what it talks about. It leads to conversion. Praise God. I can tell you this. Um, I'll give you a personal example. Among the many things I wasn't before I got to understand the word of God is I wasn't generous. Some of you might find that hard to believe. No, I wasn't generous. I only thought of me, 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 as far as I was concerned. And now, I was born again. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was born again. Now, here's what happened. I heard someone preach on giving, and the man nailed it, and I was offended by the message, because I thought they were attacking me. So I decided to read the Bible for myself. And honestly, I was trying to prove them wrong. Hey, found it in Genesis, found it in... I don't think there was a book of the Bible. I never found it. Do you know what that did? It converted me. I remember that because I think I was 14, 15 by then. It converted me. Suddenly, I said, feeling uncomfortable, giving a two-quarter for offering. I started saving up to give a five. I, I don't know. I was feeling very uncomfortable. So I would save up from my lunch money for the week. And I, it, just, it converted me, changed something about me. And the Lord healed that area. I don't know if you're getting my point. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Um, play me something praiseish. Quick, 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 quick. This was me during praise. Play me something worshipish. Then this was me during worship. I would be like, okay, now this is my turn. The serious ones. You know, as we are. Like I'm a worshiper. I, no, I, I'm talking about I was a preacher by then. No, listen, I was already preaching. And then I remember one time being at a service and I heard God say, hold on, you'll get me. 
I'm, I'm in a service and I heard God say, loosen up. I literally heard him say that. He said, loosen up. Otherwise, there are certain things I'll never use you for. Hey. And then I looked at somebody who was like dancing. And you know, I wanted to laugh because you know, they were... And then... <laughs> and then it's like I hear a witness in my spirit saying, so do you think in heaven they are being seen as clowning around? I say, saying, God, I don't know how to. So what I say is, I say, practice it at home. I would like <laughs> be alone <laughs> and I would play a song. What am I I'm like, God, I hope I'm trying. <laughs> but what am I saying? There's a conversion that came. And then worse off, I read about David. <laughs> hey, I read about David and how David danced for the Lord with all his might. And then his wife, who he was not supposed to marry. Come on, men, I shared that with you. He was not supposed to marry her. That wasn't the girl that was promised to him. The girl that was promised to him was given to someone else. And then she like had a crush on him. So when so heard, I'm using <laughs> read it. When so heard that my cow loved David, he was happy. He was like, she'll be a snare to him. He was very happy. You've not read that? Go check that out in the scriptures. Saul was happy about Michael liking David, so gave her to him. It doesn't shock you that she even said, hey, today, as in she waited for him to reach home and said, today, and she was so sarcastic, you notice the word, right? the king of Israel disgraced himself in front of the maidens. Now, David was just from reading a book on penalties. <laughs> So David replied, I danced before God who made me king. And he decided not to end there. Instead of your father. <laughs> and he said, and I will be even more vowed. Hey. Okay, let's go back to the way. <laughs> so from that time, it, it brought about a conversion. That's what I'm saying. When you catch it, it converts you. You become it. That, that's one of the next points. Come on, some of you all know what I'm talking about. Some of you, when you first came here, you would sit over there and the moment service is gone, run out. <laughs> now you're the one trying to make everyone comfortable. There's something, and there's something you caught. I wonder who ran out today. So let's. <laughs> everyone would just be like, okay, I'll not be the first. I'll not be the first. And imagine that awkward silence here. Oh, waiting for the other person. Okay. Fred, get serious. Number four. Hey, I need to be quick. When you catch it, the communication of your faith becomes effectual. Have you ever heard someone quote a scripture you already knew? But when they say it, there is a breath it comes with. Have you ever heard someone come and tell you, God loves you? I, I, there's something about their God loves you. That God loves you just, as in the moment they just say to you, you know God loves you. Everything in you just wants to say, you move mountains. Bam. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my... <laughs> I don't know if someone knows what I'm talking about. You know, the word of God has got an air it comes with. 
I once found myself in the living room so high. I can't get over it so what? And it was the most revelatory summer. So, what's the name for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only to discover that that song is Ephesians chapter number three, right? Hey! Because it says that you may be able to comprehend, to cut a lambano with all the saints. What is the height, the depth, the breadth of his love? Hey! So now, Philemon 1 verse 6, look at this very quickly from the, let's have the King James. It says that the communication of your faith might be made effectual through the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you. Okay? That the communication of thy faith might become effectual. So if you want, to, if you want how you communicate your faith to be more effectual, you, you have to interact with it. Very quickly, the next one, it empowers you to teach. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Hebrews 5, verse 12, but then I'll give you another one. I'll give you Habakkuk 2. Now, how you know you've caught something is when you're able to teach it as well. Let me give you a very simple test right now. If I gave you five minutes to explain to someone the gospel of salvation, what would you say? It's one thing to be saved. It's another thing to be able to lead another person to Christ. Hebrews 5.12 For when the time Let's use the New King James for the sake of that sister over there. <laughs> for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you still need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And it says you have come to need milk and not solid food. The aim is that you should be able to teach it. Notice even just with your university and the like, somehow with most courses, at the end of it, they want you to produce an essay of some sort. They want you to, there's always something practical. There's always, haven't you noticed that? No matter what you're doing, there's always some form of, like especially towards the end, whether it's a thesis, whether it's practicals, whether they call it a project, whether, whatever they call it, you still have to show that you, you can't just answer questions on a paper. You can actually, it's not just about replicating the knowledge, you can apply it. There's always some form of test for application. Something is said in Habakkuk 2 verse 2. It says, write the vision down and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. I want you to see it from the NLT. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer in large clear letters on a tablet so that a runner can read it and tell everyone else. Listen. In the ancient times, messengers used to bring the message running. When he talks about a runner, it's not necessarily talking about on your marks, gets it go. No. A runner is a person who had to carry a message from one place to another. So there's something about the vision. There's something about God's word. There's something about this thing that comes from God. That if a runner reads it, 
He must read it to the extent that he can go about telling everyone else accurate information about what he has read. Because if the runner got the information wrong, he can mislead the whole village. This is why we want you to catch it. That's why we want everyone in the ministry to catch it. Meaning, if today a guest came and sat next to you, and peradventure they're not able to meet me, they're not free with any leader, they decide to ask you a question. Let's say over what is being taught, or they asked you a question over the ministry, or they asked you any question over the word of God, what would you answer them? Praise God. I'll give you the rest next week of why we want you to catch it. I'll give them to you next week simply because of time. I've got about three or four more. And if I'm to say them right now, I'll rush them. But it's a very, I've, I've got a very honest question for you. How much of the word of God have you caught? And then how do you test yourself about whether you've caught it? How much of this vision have you caught? Praise God. Have you allowed the word of God to convert you? To make you into what it's talking about? So that you become a living Bible and people can read you as the scriptures. Imagine that, eh? Somebody may never have the time to read the Bible. What's your name? Shout it. Shout it. Let me hear you shout the most. Okay, someone with the name was not in the Bible. Shout it. <laughs> okay, I think that was the first one I heard. Like I said, some people may never get to open the Bible and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But if they meet you, will they have access to Laura chapter 2? And then if they read it, what will they read? Will it convert them? Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Very quickly, is there anyone here who is not saved? Someone here whose life is not right with God? And you would like that to change today? If so, raise your hand so that I pray for you. I'll give you a minute. Anyone who'd like to put their life straight with God today, just raise your hand. I'm giving you a minute. By the way, if it's you, don't be shy. Sometimes people wait to be the second one. So my hand is already up, so you're already automatically the second one. <laughs> is there anybody? Just raise your hand. This could be that moment for you. Anyone? Okay. If you're watching online or listening to this podcast and you want to give your life to Christ, I want you to say these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess you as my Lord and from this day I'm born again. Amen. Praise God. I want you to fill in the form that you're seeing. If it's on the podcast, it's in the description. And even on, the fa on Facebook and YouTube, it's on the description. And we'll get in touch with you and give you materials 
that will cause you to catch it. Praise God. Okay, I want everyone to say after me and then we can give our offerings. Because of late I've been teaching you how to confess. Say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I believe the word of God. The word of God is profitable to me. For I receive it with faith. Say, the word of God is on my mouth. And I'm careful to do what's in it. Therefore, my ways are prosperous. And it makes me a good success. Say, the word of God is working in me. The word of God is working for me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I am able to communicate my faith with efficacy. Say, I have the tongue of the learned. I speak a word in season to those who are weary. Say, when I speak, I speak as the oracles of God. I reveal the mysteries of God. Hearts burn and are converted. Say, in the name of Jesus, I am empowered to teach the word of God. And in Jesus' name, many are flocking to me to hear the word of God. And as I teach it, their hearts burn and they are converted. In Jesus' name. Amen. So now with these dangerous things you have confessed, don't be surprised by who's coming to your DM for the word of God. Amen. service i have been so blessed and i know you have been too may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the communion of the holy spirit be with you you can reach the city of the lord church on zero triple seven nine three zero eight eight two if you are unable to call you can email us on the city of the lord zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.